Greetings. I'm Matt Matthews, one of the pastors here at First Pres in Champaign, and I'm happy to welcome you to our media ministry. Join us in person. We're located at the intersection of Church and State Streets, adjacent to Westside Park in downtown Champaign. Our traditional worship service is at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and on most of those Sundays, we offer French translation. Our contemporary services on Sunday begin at 11.15 a.m. When you come to First Pres, what you'll find, what I hope you'll find, is a community of people who support each other and who are passionate about making a difference in our community and beyond. You'll find relevant teaching for children and adults. We have at least a dozen Bible studies in small groups, including pickleball, that's right, pickleball, adult choir, a bell choir for all comers, and other programs and events designed to grow your faith and give you and me opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. Our scripture this morning, this is uh, the story of Jesus's baptism as recorded in Mark's gospel. Listen for this word. As it was written in the prophet Isaiah, see, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. So John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins and people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In the days, uh, in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Holy God, open our hearts and minds to your word as we find it in Scripture. May it find root in our lives and may we live your word in the name of Jesus the Christ. We ask it in his name. Amen. A Chesapeake Bay Labrador retriever, a Great Dane, and a tabby cat, they die and go to heaven. And God asked them, what do you believe in? And the Chesapeake Bay Labrador retriever says, well, I believe that you must love and, and be gentle with your master. And God says, well, have a seat at my right hand. And the Great Dane says, well, I believe you need to protect your master, you need to be vigilant and strong. God says, well, have a seat at my left hand. And God says to the cat, what do you believe in? And the cat looks at God and says, I believe you're sitting in my seat. <laughs> you know that cats are kind of like that. <laughs> Dogs treat you like members of their family. Cats treat you at best like a member of their staff. It's an odd way to get into this text, but I think it works here, this, this text of Jesus' baptism in Mark's gospel. Um, 
John is making clear that he is not worthy of Jesus. If there's a ranking, John is not number one, Jesus is. If there's some kind of grade, Jesus is grade A, but not John. If there's an order, Jesus is first, not John. If there's a throne, Jesus gets to sit on it, but not John, not you, not me. John is establishing an order here in the first chapter of Mark. He tells us what our place is and what God's place is in Jesus the Christ. Jesus stands up in this water up to his knees, maybe. And um, the, the book of John, Mark starts this way. I, I skipped that line. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ is such a short line. It was at the top of my page. It's easy to miss. It's not even a sentence. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. This should get us thinking immediately of that Old Testament book that talks about beginnings, Genesis, right? And in the beginning, God is the one who is creating and acting and doing. And there's no question that God has this power and that God has this creative spirit. And there's no question in the book of Genesis, which the book of Mark gets us to think about a little bit, there's no question who is the, the central actor in the book of Genesis. And likewise in Mark, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is no question what this story is going to be about. Who is in the primary position? Um, it is Jesus, the Christ, who is at the center. Uh, the cat may say, you're sitting in my seat to God. But we would dare never say such a thing. God alone is worthy. God alone is worthy of our praise and wonder and awe and thanks. Not us. God is worthy of our attention. Mark is being very clear here in the gospel. God alone in Jesus Christ is worthy of our attention and our allegiance. Nothing else puts us anywhere near this level of, of importance. Uh, our allegiance to weapons and the powerhouses of weapons we carry in our country, the politics we espouse, none of that puts us on a level plane with God. Our keen intellect God is the one who gave us brains and, of course, wants us to use them. But that doesn't elevate us somehow because we have such nifty ideas or, or crafty thoughts. Our brazen ego? No. God is the one with the power. God is the one at the forefront. We are the ones who are in obedience to this God. And Mark's gospel John is making it clear that at every turn, Jesus deserves our rapt attention, our commitment, our devotion, our praise, our service. We organize our lives around the preaching and the teaching of Jesus the Christ. We organize our lives around the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus the Christ. We decide what we're going to do based on that and what we're not going to do based on these realities. His living and dying and rising again informs us who we are and what we're called to be. This seems obvious and simple, doesn't it? To be reminded, well, that God is number one. God's son is number one. The, the power of God in Jesus Christ is supreme. It seems obvious that we would be uh, reminded of this. But Mark does not want to start his gospel anywhere else. He's starting right here and talking about this power differential 
between all those people, those hungry people gathered, and for Jesus, the one they are gathered around. So God wants us to care for others. God wants us to worship Him and care for others. But we are experts at caring for ourselves, at thinking of ourselves. We are experts at at putting ourselves in the center of things. And when we do this, we're saying to God, scoot over, I'm tired, I want to sit down. We're suggesting that God is sitting in our chair. We deserve the comfort. We deserve the praise. We deserve to be the center of everyone and God's attention. We pray to the Santa Claus God and want all of our prayers answered now. We are impatient. It's about me. It's about my people. It's about what I want. It's about my family, my church. When we live this way, we're telling God to get out of God's seat because I want to sit in it because I am the one who is supreme. Jesus, or John, is saying here that for the student, Jesus is the teacher. For the disciple, Jesus is the Lord. For the sinner, Jesus is both the redeemer and the judge, the holy peace and the refiner's fire. For the searcher, Jesus is the answer. For the lost, Jesus is the way. It's important to be reminded of such things from time to time. I think we all know this uh, to be true, of course, but it's important to be reminded in what better time than now at the beginning of this gospel, at the beginning of this new year, who we are and whose we are. Our place in the bigger picture is one of service. God is the host. God is the healer. God welcomes us in. Jesus is the host of this table. God is the one by the power of the Spirit who does the baptizing. Our response is gratitude. We show that gratitude by praising God, by serving others. A worthwhile thing to be reminded on the first part of this new year. The Heidelberg Catechism puts it this way, and I'll close with these words. A catechism, of course, is a statement of faith, a a confession of faith written in the form of questions and answers. So the first question of that catechism is, what is your only comfort in life and in death? How many of you all know that by heart? Some of you sort of know it. John, you want to try? No. But you kind of... Yeah, this is going to come back and you're going to remember this. These words you've heard. What is your only comfort in life and in death? That I am not my own, but belong, body and soul, in life and in death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. He has fully paid for all my sins with His precious blood. He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my Father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation. Because I belong to Him, Christ, by His Holy Spirit, assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly and willing and ready from now on to live for Him. Those words aren't alien to you. You've heard them before. It's a brand new year. Are we ready to live like that? 
wholeheartedly willing and ready to live for him, to live for Jesus, with Jesus, following his example, caring for the things he cared about, daring to do the things he dared to do, loving the ways he loved. Are we? With God's help and by God's grace, I hope so. For you and for me and for our church, I hope so. Let us pray. Gracious God, grant us your peace. For we ask it in the name of your Son, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week.